All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Take Control podcast. You got Brandy here. It's Kim. Hey, it's Darielle. It feels like it's been longer than a month. Because it has been five weeks. Really? Oh, yeah, we are recording mm-hmm. late. Um, Ugh, I need an allergy pill. Ooh. Yeah, it's five weeks. Damn, girl, I got them at the house, but not on me. I got some at home, too. Not on me. Damn, the time you going by fast. Do you want me to jog to Walmart real quick? <laughs> no, it's okay. okay. <laughs> so, ladies, what's new? Any updates? My life is in shambles. No, it's not. That's dramatic. I'm just exhausted. But I have a really... Um, I don't think anything's new. Um, what happened since last time? Last month was August. Girl, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> oh, uh, I attended once again another wedding. <laughs> it's a two-day wedding. Shout out to Sade. Happy marriage. Um, everything's been cool. I'm blessed. I'm happy. I just have had a, like a, a stressful last couple weeks from like health issues and stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm cool. I'm blessed. I'm happy. What about y'all? Daryl's allergies are apparently trying to take her out the They game. are like, damn, this is why I took break with lashes because I like to wear my eyes. Um, y'all know my life has been wild, crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't. <clears throat> it's just kind of one of those things. If you know, you know, if you don't, it is what it is. But I don't know. Like I was saying on my story the other day, you know, regardless of how crazy life has been and how much I've just been so like broken down and stressed I still be trying to you know find happiness and peace and thank God and have faith in God and Amen. all of that stuff because it's hard it'll be easy to just be like why is this because sometimes I'll be like God what did I do in my past life to deserve this like <laughs> but you gotta sorry. remember God doesn't punish I know I know but it's easy to be like that yeah. and it's easy to like sit in your like mm-hmm. bad space but I just still get up every day and I'll be like you know what we good amen sis <laughs> talk about it now <laughs> pass the D <laughs> <laughs> oh my god guys, guys, y'all, I got my little my little spiritual feelings right there been okay um i feel like i'm in a weird space but i think it's because i'm coming up on my 35th birthday um so just like some transitioning and different things like that but i can't complain too much um all is well um i think the listeners will be proud of me because i'm always talking about therapy 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 on the show Mm -hmm. and um i am actually finally going on my appointment is next week so i'm excited about that um i figured it was probably good to go while my world is not falling apart Mm -hmm. and just be proactive and not reactive so yeah good i was on tiktok and this girl was talking about a quarter life crisis Mm. when you're kind of like in a space of like um confusion or like shifting or like just feeling like you're kind of over everybody and cutting people out of your life and stuff but she said age is like i can't remember she said like 26 to 30 but i'm like girl i'm 33 and i'm going through this shit like when does it end i was like i've had like 17 of those moments (laughs) i don't know what's wrong with me but yeah i don't Hmm. know if that's what we're going through but can we talk about how 
We've been having periods every two weeks. I swear to God. What? Who? Okay, so Kim, you're not there yet. Because you're still in your 20s. Because I'm 21. Um, <laughs> yeah, nobody warned us about how your body just does all of these crazy changes in your 30s. Like, I literally just told somebody, like, I feel like I'm normal maybe five days out of the month. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So once you take, like, PMS symptoms for me, which is, like, bloating, irritability, um, depression, um, then you you feel all of this and then you're not even bleeding and then you're finally bleeding and either, either it's really heavy or it's not heavy at all and you have intense cravings and more depression and tired. body pain, tired, I'm normal maybe four to five days out the month. I was going to say that sounds familiar to me, but not the period part. Yeah. Because like I just told y'all, like my the way my symptoms fluctuate beforehand, like mm-hmm. before what's going on now, I was like... Does anybody else experience that? Where like you're you're not normal, like your body's not. So everybody, every woman has a phase, a PMS phase, where like you're going to have those type of things. Mm-hmm. But for some women, it's longer and it's more intense. intense. Like, what if I'm shifting? I don't know. You should look into it. But I know for me, like I have a lot of the same things that Brandy has. But I feel like mine be like time sin because I have PMDD, which is like premenstrual. Uh, what what does it stand for? It's like premenstrual something disorder. I can't think of the other M. Is it depressive? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody look it up. Um. Yeah. So it's like I be feeling like Brandy be feeling, but I've had moments where like. I be so messed up in the head that like I literally almost shake myself in a like a premenstrual dysphoric. That's the word dysphoric disorder. I'm like, I don't know if I can exist. I don't know if I could be a mom. Like I tell my kids that like you gonna have to take the kids because I can't do this. Like it's insane, and literally you feel this from like I know for me mine starts a week and a half before my period starts, and then once my period starts. The first few days, I'm kind of, like, crampy and tired. But then I start to get a little bit normal as my period is ending. And then that following week after my period, I'll probably be pretty normal. But then after that, it's back to the same cycle. Like, mm-hmm. a week tops is literally of normalcy. And the rest is just fucking chaos. My days fluctuate. Like, it's not... That's, mine isn't consistent like that. Like, I'll feel fine on, like, a Monday and then... Maybe the next two days, I'm like, eh. and then I'm yeah. all right on a Thursday, and then maybe a Friday. Then the weekend comes around, and I'm like, I wish I could just lay around forever. Yeah, it's like an instant shift. Like, I can literally tell, like, today I'll, I'll feel normal, and mm-hmm. then tomorrow I'll wake up pissed, like, yeah. for no reason. You can't, like, I, I don't even know. I know last month, um, my... And I, I can't even track my periods at this point. They kind of just come mm-hmm. when they want to come. And I kind of expect them to be super intense, but then they're, like, really light. And I'm like, what the fuck was all of this for? But anyway, <laughs> thank you. Like, can the, can the mood match the fucking bleeding? But, yeah, last month, I literally, like, I can feel the shift where it's like, okay, you're starting to get depressed. And I'm usually, like, if I'm talking to somebody, like, a friend or something, I'm like, I'm feeling really sensitive today. Like, I, it could be PMS, but I really don't know. And then... 
I woke up and it was like Friday and Saturday and I was just angry like for no reason I couldn't shake it like mm-hmm. I was trying to like literally shake it and I couldn't I, don't, I haven't been diagnosed with anything but when I went to my doctor because I thought maybe I was premenopausal I've said that on the show before and she mm-hmm. was like no you're bleeding so that's an indication that you're not going into menopause um, she was saying that she thinks it could be my birth control and we were supposed to revisit in November are you mm-hmm. on a birth control? yeah, yeah we both oh. are and so yeah. I'm still contemplating not getting, I mean, getting my birth control out just to see if I feel some sense of normalcy. But being a woman, being a black woman, being a black woman in your 30s is ghetto. Yeah, well, It's a great time. I wouldn't want to be anything else, but <laughs> it's ghetto. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, too, like getting off birth control will be hard, though, because of how long it takes to get out your system yeah. and being on it for so long. Like... Like I've said before, I was only on mine for about a year, and that was five years ago. Five years? Six yeah, years? Yeah, I've been on birth control for 18 years. Yeah, mine was <laughs> mine was five. I was on it five years ago for about a year because it was just fucking with me too bad, and I just didn't want to try another one. And it took a year for, like, my skin to turn to shit. And, like, once that, like, finally got out of my system, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it forever, well, I mean, my skin's fine now, but it forever, like for years like fucked up my hormones and everything but my mm-hmm. bleeding for some reason was always consistent i will say that i i should have told my doctor about this i just had a past mirror like a week and a half ago my so i read somewhere that your your menstrual changes every five years or every x amount of years mine changes every like four months i was gonna say mine changes every six months okay so i wasn't really shocked when august came and like my period didn't come when i expected it to it was like a few like i had a period at the beginning of the month the last few months my period had been coming around the 19th but i bled like around the first or the second and then i bled again like around the 23rd or 24th so it was just kind of weird but yeah yeah mine was like i would i would go from a flow where it'd be like I would have three days of heaviness and then no period at all. Or it'd be like seven days of light, one heavy day and then six days of a light period. And it's like, what's going on? And it just, it just keeps changing. And I'm like, that's fine. I just, I stopped using, um, organic tampons though, because they literally, uh, I bleed around them because they don't expand in your body. So that's really fun. Like they just, the, what they're made of, they just don't expand. Mm-hmm. So I started bleeding around them. Um, so I'm trying a diva cup, diva, diva cup, whatever the fuck. So we'll, I heard about that. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Nervous. I, I hear I hear cup and it's just like I don't even I don't. I know somebody that <coughs> uses those and she said she loved them. Me, me too. One of my old coworkers said she's had one. She's 23. She's had one since she was 15. And I didn't she know it was said, around that long. She said she never yeah. she never bleeds, like, through her pants, ever. She said she can wear it for 12 hours, never bleeds. Oh, wow. Through her pants. Hmm. And I was like, huh. But you, I've watched videos on it. You literally just fold it like like this, like a tampon. Mm-hmm. And then once you put it up there, it expands out. Oh. Like, it suctions oh. to you, and that's how you can't. Like, there's, like, two different folds. You do a U-fold or something how like this. How do you get out? Uh, the end has, like, a... Like, string you can get longer ones like some ends have no there's they're probably like a, a cone no a cone. <laughs> you know how like some cups have like a pointy end like yeah but it's kind of like an ice cream oh, cone like. yeah yeah but it's so yeah i guess similar to that and then you can get some that are a little longer if you need to pull it out yeah. but like some people can like full blown go in there depending Ew. on how big oh. the cup is or yeah, but the part the thing is is when you go in there there's no there's i mean there's blood on your wall but like the outside of your cup is going to be like, yeah, 
It's weird. Let us know mm. how that goes. I will. Like, if it goes well, I'm going to use it forever. Yeah. Because you don't get toxic shock, obviously, which is why I got organic. Yeah. You don't get toxic shock. You don't get all the toxic shit that's inside of yeah. tampons. It's literally a fucking... I need to tell my sister about that because yeah. she had an issue with being able to wear tampons. And there's different sizes. So, like, they have one that literally is, like, if you're 18 to early 20s, which is... Or, I'm sorry, teenagers to, like, 18, mm-hmm. which is, like, the quote-unquote virgins, even though they're not. And then you've got, like... <laughs> Eight to let's be real. Then you've got like eighteen to like twenty five, which is like okay. Clearly, she's the grown woman. She's doing her thing. And then you've got like twenty five and up. And then like there's some for like uh, um, women that have given birth and everything. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. you know, it's all let you know how it goes because yeah. if it goes well, bye. Nobody would ever know. You could sit through a whole fucking, I don't know, twelve hour seminar. And nobody would ever know you was bleeding. <laughs> Well, to yeah. our male listeners, I'm sorry that You're you welcome. haven't listened to the <laughs> period stories. But check on your lady if you got one or, you know, whomever. Your daughter, Just your mom, make sure they're facts. okay. Um, that was it for updates, ladies? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so these are our period flows. <laughs> okay, so just to get into some current events, the first thing that we want to talk about is um, Tyler Perry. So he recently... Uh, did an interview on um, Keep It Positive, Sis, I think is the name of the podcast, um, which is hosted by Crystal Renee Hain- Hazlett. She plays on Sisters and Zatima, um, if you guys aren't familiar with the show. Okay. Okay. I've been watching Sisters. <laughs> and I watch Zatima, so. True confessions of a sister. <laughs> So I so when Sisters first came out, I started it and then I fell off for like two seasons. But it's definitely a show where like you don't have to watch from the beginning. Like you can just kind of pick up and you can figure out what's Girl, going on. They be doing on. the same shit every fucking season. Um, it's so crazy. Like the show is so ridiculous that you just get into it to see what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy Zatima though. Like I do too. Yeah, I enjoy it. Um, I like the way that they talk to each other like mm-hmm. once he well it's it's the crossover with sisters too because like the last season of sisters when That's karen when met. Yeah, yeah when karen tried to say that they had slept together and they didn't and like him and zatima had it or yeah fatima. Him and fatima had a talk like i like the way that they communicate with each other although mm-hmm. it's like but you know what so when i started watching it i watched Z- uh, zatima first before oh. sisters and it, I feel like I'm only on in the end of season three on Sisters. So, like, I don't know if things are going to change from there. But I feel like watching Zatima first, I really didn't like Zach. But I love him on Sisters, though. Because, like, I talk about this on my TikTok all the time. I'll mm-hmm. be doing my little reviews. And I'm just like, when I watched it, I'm like, oh, like, they need a break up. They are, he's toxic. He's fucked up in the head. But on Sisters, he's not as bad as he is on, like, their show. I think I think it depends on how you started it. So I started Sisters first and got introduced to Zach and mm-hmm. it was just like uh he broke, he worked at the airport. Yeah. Karen really do beat him down. She really Bro, don't encourage that, him. I hate Karen. <laughs> she really don't encourage my dude at all. I missed the season when him and Fatima started dating. I didn't mm-hmm. watch it. So then when I picked it back up, him and I keep calling her Zatima. Him and Fatima was locked in. Mm-hmm. So, like, you see how he's, like, turning to this totally different man mm-hmm. being with 
Fatima versus me and Karen and like but that's because she was like doing all the things that Karen wasn't like lifting him up motivating him and that's how he got his shit together exactly now I just started watching Zatima so like I recently watched season one and season two and I'm like low-key annoyed Mm -hmm. because it's like he won't let stuff go she don't see her issues Mm. so like that's why I'm like if you kind of watch the crossover sisters in this most recent season you can tell that like they've been doing the work and like they communicate better Mm -hmm. he's different she's different but if you if you start off watching the team, I see how you could say that. Kim is like, I don't know right. about what y'all talking about. Anton, I've seen the <laughs> like the some of the clips of the show and like the actual cover and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, y'all know yeah. I'm not too big on TV unless I got because I did like now. a poll and a lot of people was voting like no, they shouldn't break up. And I'm just like, why the fuck are y'all voting no? Like y'all don't see this shit. <laughs> but then now that I watch, because I watch it out of order, now I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, so. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> we went off on a tangent. But to say all of that, Fatima, the actual actress, her name is Crystal. Um, she has a podcast called Keep It Positive, Sweetie. And this was um, the Tyler Perry interview. Give me a second to get it pulled up for you guys. Oh, I didn't. Oh. Sorry. A, a lot of women, especially black women, and mm-hmm. I might get in trouble for saying this, but I will. In the... In, in our society right now, mm-hmm. black women are making a lot more money for the most part than yeah. black men, right? There are a lot of black men who are successful, but for the most part, black women are making the money. So you, if you can find love, if that man works, you know, at whatever job mm-hmm. and is a good man and is good to you mm-hmm. and He's honors, and honors the house and honors <laughs> his wife and does what he can mm-hmm. because... His his gift may not be your gift. Exactly. That is okay. Mm-hmm. That's not somebody who's beneath you. Yeah. That's somebody who came to love you at your worth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And as long as he's secure in himself to know that, yep, she makes most of the money. All I can pay is the light bill. As long as she's comfortable enough to say, I'm going to cover the mortgage and all the other stuff. You've had a light bill, baby. You can take me to dinner every now and then. Mm-hmm. That is fine. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but that's so hard for a lot of people to take in because that means, no, 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 I need somebody to, who is, <laughs> I need, I, they need to make five times more and I got to have, the, I got to have, well, you uh-huh. keep, go, keep, keep, looking, go on, keep your list, baby. Yeah. God, God bless you. Hope it happens. Go on, keep your list. <laughs> but when you talk about just someone to love you and support yes. you, I, I know people who have, who, whose men can't touch what they make. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you see them together, that love, that support, that that I got you, babe, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. As a rich man, how could you say that? <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies, what's your thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I'm always going to go with, I think, it's situational. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm making a lot of money to where, like, I don't really got to worry that's different you know what i'm saying like i've seen some people saying black women deserve more like they more than like struggle love and Mm. it's like so i get that perspective but i also understand from another perspective where i was seeing somebody like you can't just pick somebody based off of how much they make and that's it because at the end of the day like who are they as a person Mm. i feel like there has to be some type of balance like i'm not expecting my man i've never been a type like my man has to make more than me 
no, you can't be broke, but like I'm okay with being with somebody that's figuring out, but it's being is actively consistently working and they can meet me halfway. Mm-hmm. And they're a partner. Mm-hmm. But if you just laying around and you not doing nothing, you're not contributing, because the space that I'm in and the money that I make, like I don't have it all figured out. I don't know my purpose. I'm still figuring, I'm just working my job to collect my check and my benefits. But if I'm doing all that and I got a man and he ain't really like bringing nothing to the table financially, like, I mean, I want love, but love can't pay my bills, baby. Because if something happened and I fall off, who won't, who who got me? Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many thoughts <laughs> because and this is this is I don't know what word I want to use. I'm going to say this is me protecting myself for future problems that could arise on things that I want to say, but I'm not going to, I'm going to wait a little more to say that. Um, But I've experienced the light bill love and. Is that where a nigga paid a light bill? Huh? Is that where a nigga paid a light bill? What is light bill love? Yes. Okay. He just pays a light bill. Okay. Got it. And. The reason I feel like I tolerated it was because he did a lot of household things that I didn't have to worry about. Like, even when it came down to my animals and my errands and things like that and, like, making sure that, like, everything was taken care of in the house. Mm -hmm. And, like Darielle said, he still was actively, like, you know, going after his dream and getting jobs and things like that. But... I personally don't function well on lack of consistency or lack of stability because of my childhood. And I'm finding Mm. that out. I found that out pretty heavy, like maybe a year and a half, year and a half, two years ago that like, if anything in my life is inconsistent or unstable, I become that way too. I become Mm -hmm. unstable. I become inconsistent. So I, I would appreciate someone that was, Again, they don't have to make more than me because, like Darielle said, you can't equate somebody's dollar amount to their personality. You've got rich people that are fucking assholes, murderers, abusers, liars, cheaters, stealers. You've got broke people that are the same. So that does not equate to somebody's personality. But I will say it was hard because at the time I was making like 14 an hour and then I got bumped to 16 an hour. So it was hard to take care of myself, let alone compensate for like extra water that was being used or extra electricity, things like that. Um, cause I'm all down for holding somebody down like hundred percent. Cause I would like Darielle said, I would want someone to do the same for me. Um, and like stepping into the job that I've stepped into now, I've said this, I think the last show or the show before, like, I don't expect a lot of people to make what I make or, you know, be equal. I'm sure they'll be close to it cause men get paid more anyway, but they still play black men less. But I would I would assume that if I met somebody, we would probably have like a twenty to thirty thousand dollar difference in pay, and that wouldn't bother me, like at all. Even if it was a fifty thousand dollar difference, it wouldn't bother me because again, I'm not equating. Well, you're this and you're that, but the quote that was on that slide got me weak because the lady was like, "Yeah, this is very much what Tyler Perry's movies are about," which is like the black woman who's a lawyer can't find a man, but then she falls for this mechanic that like can't you know has has a struggle life and then they live happily ever after facts so like his storylines are this a lot a lot of times he's like yeah you can find love in places you didn't think you could find so that's my take i wouldn't be opposed to and i'm never opposed to not helping my partner but when i experienced this it was hard because of the dollar amount i was making mm-hmm. and again he pulled his weight in a lot of ways 
but it just we struggled for a while because of it and right. that was hard mm-hmm. to do so yeah I'm, I'm also at a point where it's just like i know the whole soft life thing is played out but like i just want shit to be taken care of like i'm tired of being the strong black woman i'm trying to be the figure it out person like i'm tired i'm tired okay like i know at the end of the day i have to figure things out but i'm tired of being told that versus just having somebody like i got you and really fucking mean it you know what i'm saying like i got you and you don't have to worry you don't have to lift a finger you don't have to think about it you don't have to figure it out like i got it like I need that. Like, yeah. it's not even a want for me, and it's not about a dollar amount. It's just about somebody really just like having me. Well, I want to live in my little feminine area now, anyway, because I've been told twice I didn't know how to be a partner because I was too independent. Like, because I didn't need them, they felt purposeful. I'm sorry, purposeless. And I was like, but wouldn't you just be happy that I want you? Right. But then I'm realizing all the things. That I could have just taken a step back and just relaxed. Like, Mm -hmm. as simple as someone taking out trash. But it's hard because, like you said, I was raised the same way, too. And I function the same way as you. But it's hard when, like, you're so used to having to do things for yourself and show up for yourself and take care of yourself. So when somebody's trying to do that, you you just don't really trust it. Yeah, and you can't... I feel like the person can't expect you to to just flop like you that takes someone literally coming in that leads that way that makes you naturally be like oh i just yeah. realized my trash has been taken out every day for or every month for a year right and i didn't do that and my thing is doing it without me fucking asking too yeah but go ahead brandy <laughs> okay so um to give some statistics around the conversation, and I don't know if there's a more updated one. I just literally pulled this up on my phone. So I'm on SSA.gov, and this was um, done in 20, this is for 2019 and 2020. The average um, median income for a black man age 20 to 29 is $19,900. For 30 to 35, it's $34,000. Um, for 40 to 49, it's uh, 47000 and then from 50 to 59 it's $48,000. The average salary is $19,000 a year. For someone who's 20 to 29 years old. Um, now, for what? the black woman, um, give me one second to look that up. That's wild. Well, that means my little $14, $15 hour was making more than that. That's fucked up. Um, okay. So for black women, um, ages 20 to 29, it's $19,200. Um, 30 to 39 is 31400 To From ages 40 to 49, it's 38700 And then 50 to 59 is 42800 So wow. there's about anywhere from... A one hundred thousand, or excuse me, one hundred dollar to maybe a thousand dollar difference between black men and black women, and I wanted to break that down for the average American. We're not talking about celebrities, actresses, all mm-hmm. of that. People who make a little bit more than your average person, maybe. Um, I think my thought process was a little bit different when I initially heard it. My first question was. His, I think the first thing he said was that black women are just making more money than black men. That's just how it is. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. My question is, is what is going on or what has taken place in the last 20 years or so, 25, maybe 30 years to where that is the case? 
where black men are not making as much money as black women. Because it didn't used to be like that, right? Right. So once you factor in things like the feminist movement, you know, because before women weren't, you know what I mean? Like the 50s, maybe like the 60s, women weren't working. I think black women have always worked. But if we're just talking about a man-woman perspective, women weren't working. Um, I think you have to look at why men aren't achieving um, certain goals when it comes to careers and why black women are to maybe get to the root. And I think um, black women are probably making more money and achieving more of the goals because black men aren't present Mm-hmm. in the homes but then you have to break down why they're not present in the homes so it i think it all goes back to like systemic racism just being completely honest like our men are locked up you know what yeah. i mean and if they're not locked up um it's not likely that they have you know higher education unless they play sports or you know certain things like that even with a black woman you know what i mean unless we just thug it out you know what I mean like a lot of black women are going for degrees and master's degrees and things like that and we just thug it out we have children I don't personally have children but things that you know kind of motivate us to achieve more mm-hmm. um so it kind of gave me more question than it did like a response like I said I would like to get to the breakdown of how we got here now if we're just focusing on like a black woman finding love or whatever the case may be. I agree with Dario. I think it's situational. Um, but then I will also have more questions like digging deeper into it. Like does finances look like control? You know what I mean? Because we've talked about this on previous episodes, like a lot of men who are high earners, they're not faithful. You know what I mean? Or they, there's a control aspect to the finances. Um, and that's not always the case, but I think it at least deserves conversation. So I guess my question for a black woman is, do you feel like you have to be with a man who earns more than you because you would feel like you're in a position to control the relationship or like it, like you said, is it a stability thing where you just feel like the man just, you know, has to make I I have I have more questions than I do answers. answers yeah. yeah. So for me, I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, do I want. I guess another question that I, I have is like, can we have it all right? Like, can we have it all and can we have it all at the same time? Like, I know there's a saying that like you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. Right. And so I think. As black women I think the hard part for us is because now we are in a space where we make more money we have degrees we're achievers um I guess this that whole high value conversation that people like to have um a man I I, I guess it's confusing because we are in that position. We want men that make money, but then we also want them to be emotionally intelligent. We also want them to be affectionate. We also want them to do this, that, and the third. Like, not saying that we're asking for too much because we're not, but again, it brings me back to my next question. Can you have it all, and can you have it all at the same time? You know what I mean? And that's not to say lower your standards or anything because, I, like I said, I have to sit with and think through, like, in terms of a, of a relationship, 
long term, what do I want with somebody? Do I want them to make more than me and be the financial provider of the household? Or is emotional stability more important for me, right? Because I maintain on my own. I do everything by myself. We, we all actually maintain by ourselves, right? So if somebody mm-hmm. was to come in the picture, it's just an addition to what we have going on and in addition to what they have going on. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think the emotional intelligence and the ability to communicate and the ability to see other perspectives and the willingness to change is something that's more important to me. Mm-hmm. And, and that could be a defense mechanism because I'm, I'm just personally not going to go without. Unless, like, I'm sick and just can't absolutely, I can't work, I'm mm-hmm. going to work. Yeah, same. I'm yeah. also, ma- I'm always make sure I'm straight. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I always make sure my family is good. So, again, could be a defense mechanism. I don't know. But, like, for me, the emotional security is a little bit more important than the financial, I guess, stability or security mm-hmm. of a man bringing more to the table yeah. than me yep. like a man making more than me is just not like uh the main priority yeah it's not like a priority for it's not something that is like a deal breaker like if you don't make more money i'm not going to be with you like no i'm at a point too where like again i want a man that's able to do like able to take care of me and take care of more but i also agree with you like i need the emotional stuff yeah. more than yeah that so it definitely matters more but i've always liked the idea of i don't remember what the saying is but it's kind of what you said brandy is someone should always come in and add to you mm-hmm. not you know give take that type of thing they should always add to you like yeah. you both are where you are and it's just additions and you just keep going up from right. there that way if something were to ever happen like you said there is no room for break mm-hmm. and that's kind of where i am like n- I know I can't break and won't break. And I want the same thing in a partner. I don't want someone that's going to allow themselves to break and just stay there. Like, if that happens to one of us, okay, you got me for a second and we cool. Like, yeah. I, I value, like, having a true partner so, so bad. Yeah. Like, very, very badly. But I just, if I'm honest, I'm, like, super discouraged right now by, like... <laughs> dating and stuff like that anyway because of the standard well a lot because of what i went through and i'm healing but this the standard typical person that is out here and this is men and women are such instant gratification non-working non non like the motivation's gone the drive is gone the ambition is gone and it's men and women because we live in this instant gratification world where it's like why would I work hard when I could get the the same thing doing this, whether it's legal or not? So it's like I don't think that people put a lot of value. Like when you wrote those numbers off, that shocked me because yeah. I took a class seven years ago and a black man still made more than a black woman. Yeah. And it shocks me because it's like there is no value anymore in making an honest, hard earned living. I was talking to this guy. I think I already said this on the podcast. Um, this older man that works at my job. I think he's like in his 50s or so he's probably been married for 30 years or so and i asked him like in your opinion because i'm gonna talk about it on my podcast what is i did say this last time and i forget what he said he said something like they don't court women or they don't yeah like they, the value yeah. of being a man doesn't exist anymore basically yeah. like the value of wanting to take care of a woman and family and household doesn't exist mm. and again like 
And I don't want I don't want nobody to take this the wrong way, but I think that these are valid questions that need to be asked. Again, we're talking about a lot of households that are single parent mm-hmm. women, right? And in my mind, I imagine a young boy growing up seeing his mother put in the work, right? So I think to some degree, a conversation can be had about that's the conditioning that a woman is supposed to. You know Mm. what I mean? Not a man. But that's just kind of like, again, the questions that I feel deserve that need to be asked. Not saying that that's what it is. I'm not saying that women women are to blame. But I think (coughs) that these are valid questions to try to figure out how we got here. Because, again, you can't fix anything without knowing the root of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, it's. I agree with you. It is discouraging because like, and I think it's discouraging for men and women because I I think until we have an honest conversation about what social media has done to us Mm. as a generation, we're not going to get anywhere. Like I literally seen a post the other day that a girl was like, if he's not cash happening you on the first date or the first conversation, why oh, are you I wasting saw that. Time? Yeah, I'm like, what? what? And it was like, it was something where like they rescheduled, had to reschedule a date. And she was like, can you send me $50 or actually 100 And I'm just like. Yeah. Inc- it was an inconvenience fee. And yeah, maybe else. I'm just aged out and I'm just older now. And that's just not the way my brain works. But like, I, I can't imagine. It's hard being a woman right now. Like, I can't imagine what men go through on top of not seeking the help that they need, not yeah. having anybody to talk to. Especially You're talking men. to your single friends who also don't have like positive reinforcements and influences in their life. And so we're all just gathering information from like broken places. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, I think I was getting my nails done because it's not something y'all sent me. And now, now I'm realizing it's not something you sent me. I think I was getting my nails done watching this and they were in court and think it was that like judge judy shit like that but it was a different judge and um this lady literally was basically saying like that the guy had to no my cousin sent it to me the guy had to pay her a security deposit fee in order to like secure her and it was 35 fucking hundred dollars yeah i saw that too yeah and she was like she was (laughs) she was like i mean the same way, like, you have to secure your apartment. Like, you put money down on your apartment. So, like, what's the difference? And I was like, Good oh, man. you are not making this man pay $3,500 up front. Didn't he fucking do it? I think he did it. He and did. then I would just imagine, like, and I don't I don't know, like, our male listeners chime in and let us know. But, like, I just imagine that as a man, seeing things like that day in and day out, that you automatically come into a situation with a woman where you feel like you have to just spend or is some kind of price tag to this. So mm-hmm. then when you do meet a woman who's like, no, I don't care about none of that. Like, right. I want, I, I need this, this, and this. I imagine you pull back because you don't even know how to, to like, to do you don't even know how to do that. To That's foreign to yeah. you. Right. You know what yep. I mean? So I at the end of all of that, I don't have no answers. I agree with Dario. I think it's situational. Um, I think it just breeds more questions than answers for me. Um, yeah, we all should probably just sort it out in therapy. I saw this post <laughs> that said, um, ladies be missing out on a good man because he's broke. And this girl says, what How is ex- he a good man if he broke? Yes. Like <laughs> and somebody was like, exactly what am I missing out on? And this another comment says, this is the mentality that make black men go find a white woman when he does get money. 
And then this guy says, to some women, you are automatically a good person if you have money. Not knowing that some men are very poor to the extent that they have nothing except money. Yeah. Yeah. I just said that. Like, you, you could have some rich person that's liar, cheater, stealer, killer, all that stuff, and then a broke person, too. Like, man yeah. or woman. Yeah. But then I also get the, the stance of, like, women are now like, yeah, you're going to spend, like, all of the shit y'all put us through. You know what I mean? And right. I ain't got nothing to show. You know what I mean? Like, no so facts. it's... I get both sides. You know what I mean? I get both sides, and I really don't... Periods? Don't have an answer. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't... I don't know. Yeah. Situational, boy. <sighs> so, um, moving along <laughs> to the next topic. But no, for real, I would really, like, appreciate it if some male listeners would, like, DM us if they listen to this show and just, you know, give us some thoughts around... Is everything still on there? Because I think I, I was messing with it. <laughs> oh, no, it's off, but it's okay. I remember it. So, the next thing we wanted to talk about, so it's been in the news all week. Jeezy... Um, Filed for divorce um, from his wife of two years, Jeannie Mai, who was a talk show host on The Real. They have a daughter together. Um, And there was a post, I think Kim brought it up, Mm -hmm. um, that we wanted to kind of talk about for a little bit. <laughs> you got the post. <laughs> I thought she was pulling up because it's no. not on the thing. Oh. Okay, here it is. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry about it. I just kind of look. Okay, I'm gonna leave that too. I'm not even gonna cut it. <laughs> I was like, I thought y'all, uh, you know. Anyway, all right. So this is from Spiritual Word. Um, uh, it says Jeannie Mai wanted the black woman experience. Well, you got it, babe. Had that man baby, and he skedaddled. Laugh my fucking ass off. And then some girl said, calling this a black experience is so dot, 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 the black woman experience. Um, and I wanted to shed light on like both of these. Cause I feel like there's truth in both of these where like our stereotype is, oh yeah, we, you know, we get impregnated and then it's all the woman's job. And like, we have to raise the households and work the jobs and put the kids through school and clothe them, feed them, blah, 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 blah. But then it's also the second comma where it's like, it's fucked up that that's what the stereotype is. And that's Mm -hmm. like to automatically be like, Oh, well, why are we shocked? You know, she wanted the black woman experience. That's what she got. Why wouldn't the black woman experience be something completely different? Why can't it just be, Oh, look, someone got married again. Someone had a successful life again. Someone has a great career and job that they love. Someone finally got the baby. They didn't have to get, they didn't have in a 15 year marriage beforehand. Like, I feel like there's truth in both both of those statements, and it's both the statements are almost I don't know if counterproductive is the word, but they play on each other because it's like that is the most that's what happened to my mom. Like, it's the most common thing that you see at times. Like, if when you were talking about like how little boys grow up seeing the mom do everything, I was thinking about my mom's side of the family and their dynamic, and all I saw growing up was. Women, 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 women doing everything. Like my cousin is having a boy. And the first thing that our, I always call my uncle because he's like 55. First thing he said is like, dang, like we really haven't had a boy in like, I mean, years, like, like decades. Because that's just the genetic makeup. But you're used to seeing, 
because these people got created somehow. Some boy was around somehow. Where'd he go? But when I look at like my mom's family dynamic, like sad part is my great grandpa like died pretty early of a heart attack. So like his wife had to, and she had, I think she had five or six kids and one passed of cancer. Um, and the others got older and then one, another one died of cancer too. But, um, she had, she raised them. My grandma raised my mom by herself. My aunt Maggie did the same thing. She had twins. She had a boy and then she had twins. Um, and then her twins are doing the same thing. Like her twins are raising their kids and it's just like, damn, like that cycle really is like something that needs to be broken for real. Like generationally, spiritually needs to be broken where like, that's, that's what you see. And like, I've always told people, like, I definitely want kids and I definitely want marriage, but I personally have always, I've never seen myself physically with children. Like I, I know that I want them, but you know, people have like visions of like, Hey, saw myself with my daughter like one day, like that's never happened to me. Mm. I've always seen myself as a wife, but I've never seen like the child and things that follow with a partner. Like even when I think about a kid, I've always thought about like, me alone but it's because it's what i've seen mm-hmm. like because i want to be married and have that unit but still when i think about motherhood i don't ever think about like two people but that's because of what i've what i came from and what i've seen mm. so i just hate that that's the quote-unquote black experience like the black woman experience i just thought it was interesting because uh, it's just interesting to see where people's mind go like for that person to make the comment like again why reinforce a stereotype that like paints black women in a negative light especially as a black woman i, I think that it. was a black woman that said that mm-hmm. um yeah maybe some truth to it but to point it out is just kind of like for what like I I feel like we should start working on like, no, black women are married and they are having successful marriages and families and so forth and so on. Um, Another thing that I was thinking about and me and my homegirl was just talking about this on the phone last night. I'm like, it's so funny how we like just formulate these opinions about people that we have no clue of who they are for real outside of what they gift us with. And and that's their gifts and their talents. Cause I'm like, I was just telling her, it was like, we're thinking about, I'm like, Maybe they just grew apart. I'm like, if you think about it, and I could be wrong. I'm like, I think they met. In, like, I think they started dating in 2020 or 2019. I'm like, a lot of people got together in the pandemic, mm-hmm. and we're seeing now that like a lot, some relationships are dissolving because it's just you know result of the pandemic being stuck. You don't want to be stuck by yourself, and then you meet somebody and you realize like I don't like this person, or two people just realize they're growing in different directions, and maybe this wasn't. What maybe this is what we wanted then, but it's not what we wanted now, right? Like, so it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, Jeezy left her with a baby, or I mean, like, she was literally in again, she was literally just on her page a couple days ago with the baby, you know, praying for him. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, it's just really interesting again to see social media and its impact on people and how we react to it. It really just feels like people love including myself sometimes to like make judgment calls about other people's shit to avoid our shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I'm gonna get on here and just comment to these people's mess to not think about my own shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, it's really weird, but you know, praying for the best for them. Um, hopefully they can co-parent well and they're still friends. Um, speaking of another breakup, 
or separation, <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just found out that Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert are uh, separated and have been for some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts, opinions? Yeah, I'm never... <laughs> Like I lost all hope now at this point. Like, <laughs> I didn't see that happening, but I like how she addressed it though. Yeah, yeah, they're besties because people been saying some crazy stuff. I didn't even know there was speculation. The last yeah. thing I heard was the whole, and this was a couple years ago with the bringing the other people in and yeah, Tiana like her idea, women. and he oh. wasn't feeling. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot because he did cuss her out on the internet for her show. Well, isn't she bisexual? So of course no. she's gonna bring women. I don't out. think she ever came out saying that. She never admitted to being bisexual. I was gonna say I don't think she. If I and I again could be totally wrong. I felt like the interview she said that she thought that that was something that like you were. Su- supposed to do for your man mm-hmm. and she wasn't 100 against it so she did it and he was just like i really don't need or care or want any of that like mm-hmm. i don't know so yeah i have seen something today where they were basically saying like he was just cheating so much and there was stuff all over the internet about him being out with other women and she ended up having a breakdown which is why she posted that she was in a hospital recently and <laughs> she got just tired of it and that's how they got here. Yeah, and she I came out and was like, being a celebrity, bro. I would hate like, it. If, you, if I could be just wealthy without celebrity, which there's absolutely ways to do that. Yeah. Because, and that's what I was telling my homegirl last night. I said, couple whatever issues they're having in their home, topped by the fact that you have bloggers and quote-unquote journalists who literally sit and look for things every single every day, day just to see what they can find. Like, you get paid to just be on Fulton County public record to see if somebody filed for divorce. Like, what? Right. Like, that's crazy. Well, did y'all see Kim and Kanye son flicking the pop rocks? Yeah, I just, that actually literally just... <laughs> I've yeah. seen that earlier. And I kind of feel no ways about it. Like, yeah. I just, I just like that she was dismissing him. I think that's the funniest fucking thing ever. Like, she literally was, like, pushing him to the side, and I'm like, good for you. Okay, that just made me think about a topic that I did want to talk about, and and this um, this can be it. But okay, so remember we were talking about um, the whole Easton thing that happened here. Yes, yes, yep. and how people were blaming the parents. Um, and I also saw this clip recently. It was like Real Housewives reunion, and I think Cherie was like basically trying to blame Nene for what her son did. I guess her son had robbed someone or something like mm-hmm. that. And Nene was just kind of like telling her, like, what my child does is not a reflection of me. Like, just because he went and robbed somebody doesn't mean I raised him to rob people or be like that like that has nothing to do with me and my parenting so i wanted to touch on that because of course y'all know what i've been going through for one and also i've been seeing it all over social media where like when a child does something or a kid does something people are automatically like where's the parent charge the parent it's the parent's fault and that really pisses me off because Again, we've had this conversation on the side, and like I told y'all, I feel like there has to be some level of accountability in a way, but also, like, being a parent and going through certain things, 
not all parents are just like they don't give a fuck there are a lot of parents that don't care that aren't present that don't really like watch what their kid is doing or care what their kid is doing or involved in what they got going on but then there are parents that do care and that try everything that they can and we literally get no help like the police don't fucking help us, especially if your child is a certain age. They will literally tell you, like, there's nothing we can do. The system doesn't give a fuck. Like, they literally are letting these kids get away with shit until this, the charges start to add up or they do something so bad that it's like, oh, we have to lock you up or we have to do this and that. So I just feel like it's really it's easy for people on the outside looking in to kind of like say it's the parents fault but then when you see parents actually going through it and going and doing everything that they can to get the help and they're not getting help it's like what the fuck do you expect like yeah that's what i was gonna say it's not people need to realize and this is from personal experience watching like my siblings and my family and stuff like people need to realize that your children are grow up and have their own personalities because they're their own person Mm -hmm. like i think a lot of people have the concept in their mind that like whatever you birth is going to be an exact replica of you so like you good to go but you got to understand that that's a literal human that has different genetics than you still and different lineage and everything and it's like they're going to grow up and be their own person and and act how they want to act regardless of the guidance that you give like a lot of kids are more influenced by their peers than they are their their parents that's just how it is um I will say, obviously, childhood shapes you into who you are, how you react, how you respond, and things like that. But that's that could go beyond a household. Mm-hmm. You could have an experience out of a household that completely shifts you into a different person, and now you become this XYZ person, because whether it's positive or negative, because of an experience you had outside of the household. So to blame a household or a parenting style is not appropriate. Sometimes, yes, that's the case, but it's clearly not always the case. That's that's inappropriate and speaking from inexperience, in my opinion, because I've I have three siblings. So there's four of us and it's almost a 50 50 split of seeing behaviors go both ways. Mm -hmm. And both some of us are in the same household. The other two were raised. The younger ones were raised different households. But my brother and I went completely opposite routes, completely opposite until we both got older and we both kind of like you know eventually got to the same point but completely different fucking routes i was always you know on my shit you know making sure all my shit was aligned all this type of stuff like i was the quote-unquote good kid like i was always making sure my shit was straight and my brother had a rebellious period and he so did my my little sister like and she's she's just now coming out of hers she's about to be 21 in october Mm -hmm. like Oh my God, on our anniversary and MJ's birthday. Um, but yeah, it's, I, that's not a realistic thing to a hundred percent always blame a parent for their parenting style. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I think being able to witness your situation allowed me to, um, have more empathy. Um, because I've seen like, how hard you've tried over the years just you know with different things and different methods um i do think that there's like 
some things that you could attribute to like how a child was raised but i think it's like minor things like if kids don't say you know yes ma'am no ma'am thank you can i please have like mm-hmm. i think that are those are things that are taught at a young age you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's like the conditioning things that i think that you can be like well like you know like what did your mom you know what i mean like or what did your dad so you know uh, things like that but otherwise i agree with what both of you said i think that um there are so many different influences outside of the parents that have an effect on children, um, whether we like to believe it or not, what they consume mm-hmm. as far as, you know, what they listen to, what they watch, even what they eat. You know what I mean? Like all of that plays a part in shaping um, the thought process and all of that. Um, I do think that, like, for example, I I talk to my dad a lot now just about, like, his upbringing and, like, just some of the things that he experienced in life. And, like, he, he tells me all the time, like, my mom did right by me. Like, she did everything that she could to make sure that I was in a good environment. Mm-hmm. He was like, but it was everything outside of the home that like shaped me into this person and so like listening to him tell his stories about his childhood I'm like you really didn't have a chance Mm -hmm. like my dad was seeing dead bodies when he was like eight and nine Mm -hmm. being exposed to things that he should have never seen and this was stuff that wasn't in his in his immediate home this was like friends or just like just being somewhere like he watched one of his friends get hit by a car when it was like eight you know what I mean? Just like certain things where it was like, and I just be looking at him and I'm just like, you really, I see how we got yeah. to this place. You yeah. didn't have a chance. Like you, you didn't have a chance. And I think that that's the case with a lot of parents because you are trying to provide for your kids. You're going to work. You can't watch them 24 mm-hmm. seven. And there's other things that, that actually act as like a babysitter, like YouTube, you know, there's certain, it's just so many influences. So I don't think it's right to be like, oh, well, where were the parents? And and kids are stinky. Like, mm-hmm. we all can, I'm sure, give a time where we did some shit that our parents didn't know about. Right. You know what I mean? So I just think that things now, again, with like the exposure with phones and all of that, things are heightened. You know what I mean? But I don't think you can 100% blame the parents and like you said there are some parents who don't care and they are mentally checked out dealing with their own things you know what I mean and they just they're doing and even those parents I believe that they're doing the best that they absolutely can for whatever their degree of understanding is so um you know I think that if you have a child that has some issues or some different things going on absolutely do your best to get the help that they need but at I think at some point you have to like just understand. I'm not saying you have to accept it, but they're they're humans. They're their own people. They're going to go down the path that they have to go on, and hopefully they get through it. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Again, it's all very ghetto. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's saying, all very ghetto. Jesus is ready. He can come on. Yeah, he can come on. It's all very ghetto. It so. Is- one more thing I want to talk about, and then we're an hour in, so like I had a whole show planned, and I decided I want to talk about it because I just didn't. Because it's ghetto. <laughs> so I have one more like social media topic, and then I just want to do like a quick check in with with everybody. So I just have like three questions to ask everybody, and that's it. Okay. Um. So 
I posted this on my story today and it says, and I just thought this was really good. So it just says, I need a nice way. Hold on. I'm sorry. It says, I need a nice way to send a text message that says, hey, I'm thinking about you and I hope you're doing okay. But I don't want you to respond to this message because I don't want to have a conversation right now. Um, And the person responded to that and it said, hey, you crossed my mind. I hope that you're doing well. Talk to you at a later at a later time. Um, so then the post just kind of goes through different ways that you can say, you know, or to say you wanted to reach out, but I just, I'm not in a place to have a conversation, whether you're busy, mentally exhausted, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Um, another one says, I hit them with the thinking about you. Hope you're doing good. I'll catch up with you soon. Um, someone else said, I developed sending the heart emoji. It works for just thinking about you don't need to talk and I'm not in a space to respond, but I saw your text and I'll get back with you when I can. And it's such a relief. Um, another one says, Hey, you just crossed my mind. So I thought I'd send you some love and well wishes before I retire for the evening. Another one says, Hey, just checking in on you. Hope you're doing good. I've been real busy, but hope to touch base with you soon. Um, so it kind of goes through just, you know, some different ways you can say that. Um, and then the very last post, it said, I love this because the answer is you can literally just say that. So many communication issues would be solved if people just spoke on what they were feeling bluntly and directly without fluff, overthinking or roundabout manipulation. Authenticity always wins. So I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about that? Like, are there times where you, you know, want to let people you know that you care about or maybe not even people that like friends? It could be just like, I don't know, you know, somebody maybe you used to deal with or, you know, a, a family member. You just want to say like, hey, you know, hope you're OK, but I just I don't want to I'm not in a place to talk. I just wanted to send love. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> um, I agree with this, and I actually do this a lot. Um, I think I said this a while ago. I actually started something similar to this with my friend Santana years ago, where like we would just be like, we would either straight up be like, "Hey, do you mentally have the space, or do you not?" But like more recently, like my friend Maya and I do this. Um, there's a couple of my friends that we actually do this. Like, we'll just randomly be like, hope you're having a good week. And then we'll, the other person is like, you too. And that's it. And there's no like, you too. Or like, why would they just randomly? Like, we understand that we're both either busy and just want to like keep tapped in and like keep the, you know, the love around or whatever. But I appreciate it because it does let you know, like, you know, that they're thinking of you. If it's like, you just need to have those close ended like things that mm. that still makes people feel open, like mm. being like, hope you have a good day today. Mm. Um, hope you started your week off well. Um, you know, um, I don't know. Hope you hope your day's less busy than it has been. Um, hope you had a good weekend, things like that. Um, I do that actually a lot. And a lot of some of my friends that don't even live here, like I have some out-of-state friendies mm -hmm. well they used to live here obviously but knowing how busy people are and like knowing especially how our generation is so mental mentally health tapped in and i was thinking about that with like the parents talk is like they didn't have an option there either because mental health wasn't talked about especially not in a black community so i think it's a way to be like every now and then i i think i text darielle because i know she's going through all this stuff and i'll just be like love you 
And she knows that she doesn't have to be like, oh my God, I love you too. I'm so happy you're the best person ever. Like you think (laughs) someone like, she's like, love you. Or she'll just send a little heart, love you. So I think, I think people get it. Like, what do people be saying? The girls that get it, get it, get it. The girls that don't, don't. Whatever the fuck the thing is. Like, you know, if you get it, you get it. Yeah. Type shit. So Um, I agree. My, I wish that I could be more open in saying that to people because I have like, this is like a full circle thing because we were just talking about the period thing and how we like, don't be in the mood. And I always get in, there's like a point where like, I don't even want to hear my fucking phone ringing. Like Mm -hmm. I do not want to talk, but it's hard for me to like say that to people or like, for example, like my dad, he will literally call me over and over and over. And if I don't answer Monday, he going to call Tuesday. If I don't call, if I don't answer Tuesday, he going to call me Thursday and then Friday. And then when I finally am in a space to call him back is I, I was calling. OK, I know that clearly I'm not answering for a reason. And it just sucks because I want to be more open and be like, I'm not in a space to talk right now. Like, I love you, but I'm just not, you know, because I feel like a lot of people get offended. Yeah, which is inappropriate. Yeah. So, but on the other hand, on the flip side, when it's me, I just kind of send people a text and I'd be like, hey, just checking in. They were like, oh, I'm doing okay. Okay, good. We got to catch up. Cool. Love you. Bye. And it's just, that's it. Yeah. Like, love you. Bye. <laughs> it's so crazy. You just said something about your dad. I'm just going to say this, um, but I ain't going to go into detail. It's so funny how discernment works. It's so funny how God works because I was sitting here yesterday. I didn't even make it to church because I woke up late. And it was like six o'clock or something like that. My dad called me and he's like, What you doing? And I'm like, Nothing, just sitting here watching TV. He's like, Oh, well, we put some chicken on the grill if you want to come over. And I'm like, Okay, I'll call you back and let you know. And I really planned in my mind yesterday that I was not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I sat here, I fell asleep and everything after we got off the phone. Woke up, it was like seven something. And I called him and I was like, What you doing? And he was like, Nothing. We just sitting here chilling. I said, all right, I'm on my way. But something kept nudging at me to, like, get up and go over there. I'm like, go over there. You be home by nine. Mm-hmm. It's just so crazy just thinking about what I just told y'all mm-hmm. with my dad. So I'm really glad that I listened and took my butt over there. Yeah. But anyway, um, all is well. Uh, pass, the, <laughs> pass the B and pass the D. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, don't judge me. But when I read this, my mind went to niggas. I'm going to just be completely <laughs> honest. I would just be completely honest. Only because um, I think I I am pretty good at, like, texting my friends every so often. Like, hey, just checking in. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, either it sparks a conversation or it doesn't. I'm pretty good. Like, my sister lives out of town. I'm pretty good with just saying, you know, hey, love you. Have a good day. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But when I read this, my mind had went to something. And it... um, it was someone that I was considering reaching out to that I don't um, engage in conversation with anymore. Um, and I had kind of sat with this like a few days ago, like mm, maybe I should just write it in my notes. Just, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. just, maybe you just need to get it out. Um, and I thought about it. Like I also thought about like just sending a text, like, you know, Hey, X, Y, and Z. Like I'm not trying to rehash anything or fix anything. Um, no, this is not my ex. I know I'm talking about this. <laughs> Let me just talk, talk about this clear that up right now. It was not him. Um, but just to be like, you know, hey, just thinking about you. You know what I mean? Like, I, so that's where my mind went. And I think what stops me is because I get in my head like, you know what I mean? Like, but you being thirsty or like, you know what I mean? 
me I was or like say don't give him the satisfaction or don't give a nigga the satisfaction <laughs> or like he oh. don't care yeah I'm about to say like the you know what I mean? of yeah like, like that person fuck? don't care whatever yeah. the case may be um so it was just interesting that popped up on my timeline today um and I kind of had to sit with it now I don't know if I'm gonna be sending any texts like that anytime soon but I think it is important um for Dario like you said to just say it you know what I mean like because again like Kim said I think those who get it get it like yeah well my therapist said to me once too because I had that dilemma in my head of being like like sometimes I just don't say anything because I feel like I could be bugging them or they don't care or like that and she just stopped me and was like well tell me the reason why like what feelings you get when they do it for you and I'm like oh it makes me feel like comforted at peace at home like it makes me feel valued loved cared about and she was like how do you know it's not the same thing for them and I was like bing bong this is why I pay you friend (laughs) and it made me realize she was like you have no idea that they could be looking forward to that text Mm -hmm. she was like you have no idea because Maybe you decided she was like because, yeah because <laughs> she blew my fucking mind like it's the most basic common shit she says that you'd be like yeah. duh but you don't think about it because you're in your own way yeah. yeah and i to this day i'm still doing it with the same person i'm like just don't text them just don't text them don't text them don't say hi to them don't do it and it's like they could be looking forward to yeah. that text message and you that just reminded me like kim will send me like bible verses and like um, gospel songs and most of the time I don't respond but I read it yeah and like I be like damn like you see I have the same response every damn this was on point I needed this because <laughs> yeah. it's like I really be needing that shit yep. and sometimes like for me like I just be needing those reminders about what I'm going through and sometimes like I'm too busy to like text back or whatever but like I I see it. Yeah. And it doesn't like go unnoticed. If so you get it, you get it, friend. So I think yeah. my question is though for that, like totally okay with doing that for like you two. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But like even with my friend that I'm no longer friends with, I could not imagine me sending that right now. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I can't even just say it's niggas. There's just like some people yeah. where I'm in my own head about it and it's like I'm not sending that shit. Like no yeah. facts. Or you're sitting there thinking that that person hasn't thought about you. Yeah. And they absolutely and they have. have. Yeah. You know what I mean? The shit is ghetto. It, oh, it, it blows your mind when you flip that perspective, like I said, and be like, oh. Like, when you sit back and think to yourself, okay, what do I get out of it? And what's my resistance with doing it with that person? Because, especially if you know the person well enough to be like, okay, yeah, I know they would appreciate this. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, if you're in a space where like you haven't talked to somebody in a while, you're rocky with somebody like I had that that situation with my brother. I hadn't talked to him in years. And I just dead ass one day was like, excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I have a stomach disease. I forgot that fast. I forgot that fucking fast that like we were recording. I'm so sorry. I literally have a stomach disease. Bye. Love you. Bye. Um, But I just literally I called him and he didn't answer. So then I texted and said, hey, um, but I said something like, hey, I'm sure I'm not sure if you want to talk or something like that, but like I'm here. So reach out to me mm-hmm. whenever you're ready. And he did. And here we are. Helping with Good. my stomach disease, actually. So, <laughs> yeah, the burps will be gone someday. I don't know, y'all. I would I would say, especially because you're a spiritual fir- person first, I would pray about it and then try to shift that perspective during prayer and be like, look, God, I'm not trying to do this. For all the reasons you know I'm not. But if this is something that, you know, we both need, please give me, you know, the courage to do so. Mm-hmm. It don't got to be tomorrow. It don't got to be tonight. It could be next month, next 
four months, next four years. You know, pray about it. No. Give it to God. No. We went to church today, y'all. I got the gospel <laughs> and everything. <laughs> I hope y'all don't hear me messing with my nappy ass hair over here. First of all, it's don't say your hair is nappy. It is. I just twisted it up because I'm tired of it being so big. But yeah. at first, I was wondering what you was doing because I thought you was just tugging on it. And That's what I was doing, and then because I'm kind of high, so I just was sitting there like, "Damn, it probably sound crunchy as fucking the mic." So I'm like, "Let me see." <laughs> Now that you said that, all the sounds are playing back in my ear. If y'all hear like something, it's me combing through this big ass nappy ass hair. And I was like, damn, they could probably hear this. I should probably stop. <laughs> oh my god! All right, y'all. So, like I promised, we're gonna do. We're gonna keep it short and sweet. Um, I had a whole conversation pertaining to like the misconception of boundaries and what boundaries are. Are they for you? Are they for other people? So forth and so on. But. I'm drained. I don't want to talk about none of that. So, um, I just wanted to do like a nine month check in. Um, oh, it is September. It is September. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she's <Nine> pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, who the um, nobody's pregnant. Um, but yes, I just wanted to do a check in and I'm going to keep it really short. Um, mm-hmm. so ladies, my first question, um, for the group is how do you feel like 2023 started for you? Oh, it started off real strong for me. I feel like it was a little rocky, but I was like in my self-care like 100%, like journaling and taking time to myself and waking up and making sure like I journal first, pray, do whatever I had to do. Like I was on my shit. Mm -hmm. I was on my shit. And I was just ready for a new chapter in my life. Like I was ready to let go of like, I, I ain't gonna go into details, but I was just ready to let go of some things, and I was just like, I was feeling the New Year spirit, <laughs> and then I don't know what happened. <laughs> what they be calling them thing, little resolutions that people be having? Resolution, yeah. Um, mine started off great, and it honestly still is. Like I said, I've been in my feelings because of my like health issues. When I say health issues, y'all obviously feel free to pray for me, but. I feel like they're minor. They may be major to other people, but it's stuff that I've dealt with for a while. Some of it's new, some of it's not. But um, I feel like I've been, you know, very blessed, very blessed, very grateful to be where I am because of where I came from. So I feel like this is honestly the best year I've had since 2018. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. when I run it back, 2019... First, first half of 2019 was cool, but the last half was like hard because I was losing friends and a lot. I found out I had my stomach disease. My mom was going through some shit. Then we turn around, the pandemic happens. Then I turn around, end up in a relationship that wasn't the healthiest from both ends. And then, what the fuck? Oh, sorry. I didn't think about what year we were in. <laughs> then I spent last year like healing and figuring out my life and all everything. And then this year has been like great. So this is the best I felt in like five years. That's dope. That's good. Um, I feel like <laughs> if I'm being honest, I feel like 2023 came out the gate just trying to beat my ass. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna just be square up, completely yeah. honest. Um, you know, the first week was amazing. I think within the first ten days, I got baptized, Ooh, and then like week two, 
2023 was like, yeah, bitch, I got something for Bro, you. What? It was it. up with after you get baptized, your life seemed like... <laughs> you trying to get you away from your faith. Um, yeah, I've, I, I mean, honestly, within the last 12 months, I've experienced just a lot of loss um, that I've been, like, working through and processing and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like 2023... Um, has tried to beat my ass there's been like some some highlights like the birth of my niece that's my bestie that's my girl shout out to myla love you boo um it should be five months speaking of fives um i literally light up like she makes everything better um i i got a title change and a promotion at work i got to see usher that was a highlight Mm -hmm. um but no other than that i think like the top half of 2023 beat my ass <laughs> okay being really honest so my next question is where do you guys feel like you are um right now like what kind of like feelings are coming up for you guys or just like changes or are you in like any kind of transitional phase um yeah so where are you at currently mm, currently I feel like you life's whooping my ass, but I always feel like I'm every year. It's a new ass whooping. Like it's a new, <laughs> it's a new, it's new, a new something. So it's, it's like, I'm, it's nothing new. I'm used to like beating my ass, but like, I feel like where, where I started to where I'm now, I've grown a lot spiritually. So I feel, I feel more like, um, I feel like I'm less insecure. I'm less like depressed. I might have a lot of anxiety, but I haven't felt depression in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like mentally stronger than before because like, granted, I still have my breakdown in my days and stuff like that. But I feel like now because, you know, I got baptized and all of that stuff, like I feel like mentally no matter what I'm going through like I'm good at the end of the day like Mm -hmm. I remember having days where I just like something happened and I'm just in bed and just doing nothing like I don't want to do anything I'm just sad I'm mad at the world and granted like I said I do still have my little moments where I break down but like they don't last too long Mm. won't he do it he said he was in that song (laughs) I don't last so long (laughs) anyway um what I'm feeling current day. God. <laughs> what a question. But not necessarily today, but like. Okay. Uh, so, like I said, I feel the best I have in like five years. Um, but as of more recent, if I'm honest, I feel sad and discouraged just because I miss some of my friends that have moved. Um, and it's just hard sometimes being around like groups of people and being like, Oh, you just feel like something's missing. Mm-hmm. So I just, I've been in my feelings a lot lately about, you know, the people that I care about that aren't in Columbus and, you know, it's just making me a sad girl. I haven't cried yet. Mm. Cause I think these are like new feelings too. And I'm, and I'm also realizing like, it's okay. It's something to cry about. It just kind of sucks right now. And I'm, like I said, I've been in rooms and situations where it makes me think about like people that don't live here. So it just is like, damn, like, I really could use them right now. And, yeah, well, you can FaceTime, yeah, you can call, but sometimes I feel like I'm bothering them, mm-hmm. so I don't. Sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm a bugaboo, so I don't. But, yeah, that's more recent. Other than that, I feel blessed. I feel happy. I feel good. I feel alive, grateful, 
fruitful. You know. I love that for you. Yeah. Don't just want that feeling to come back now. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a little ghetto too long, so it could come on back now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where I'm at currently, I think... A lot of things are coming up for me. And um, again, I think I attribute it to me about to turn 35. I feel like that's like a over the hump kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, I feel like my level of awareness to things is like super heightened right now. So like I'm not necessarily just reacting to things I'm kind of sitting with things and then I go down like a rabbit hole of like well you know (laughs) it's kind of crazy it's really weird it's very hard to explain but um I think I'm in a phase of like really figuring out like what it is that I want and what I want to do and what are my options and like I remember being like 20 something and I remember my dad telling me he was like yeah I really ain't my, my stepdad telling me like I really ain't get my shit together until I was about 36 damn um, yeah but you're a man stop <laughs> <laughs> like he you know what I mean like I think he bought his house when he was like 35 you know what I mean certain things like just started to come together oh there's hope um, yeah no, <laughs> started hope. to come together for him at that age and I'm just like I kind of feel like I'm just coming up on a new phase in life for me, which I'm excited about, but like, it's also, um, a grieving phase because like I said, I've lost a lot of things that I thought would be Mm -hmm. present, um, within just like a year's time. So, um, I've been more like open to just crying because I'm sad, right? Like I cry because I see shit on TV or like, there's like cute dogs or like little babies or other shit like that. But like, literally like checking in with myself like no you're sad today and it's okay to cry about that like (laughs) you know i mean so um yeah i'm feeling a lot of different a lot of different things like relationship wise like i think i'm finally like at a place where like i'm going to be set in my decision on like if i really want marriage and kids and like all of that kind of stuff it's a lot. I just, I don't know. The title of this episode might be is Ghetto Here. I don't, I don't, I don't Some lady. Right. That's perfect. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just, I'm in a transitional phase right now. So I'm trying to remain open to it. And like I was telling my homegirl, I'm like, I'm starting therapy now while my world is not falling apart. So yeah yeah that's where i am i'm like i don't want my world to be coming to come crashing down and then i feel like i need to go talk to somebody so um <laughs> i'm gonna go talk to somebody now well, good. Uh, i'm proud of you I know. for starting therapy and when you're talking about the rabbit hole thing i was gonna be like she can identify that in therapy that's spiral thoughts you're welcome yeah yeah cognitive disorders.com and that's what i was telling my my homegirl i'm like Cause she was, she's been in therapy for some time and she was just like, just telling me, she's like, I'm glad you're being proactive versus reactionary or whatever. And she was just like, you don't feel like you're in a healthy space. And I said, it's not that I don't feel like I'm in a healthy space, but like, what if I get there? Cause like, I was like, I want to talk through like my perspectives with somebody professionally, um, just unpack some different things. Like, you know what I mean? Just certain things and just get more tools. But I'm just like, what if I get there? And she tells me like. 
no, bitch, you're making all the wrong decisions. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah. I could be in this space where I think I'm making right decisions, but I'm really not. Right. Or I'm yeah. actually very toxic or whatever the case may be. But I'm open to it. I'm, I'm welcoming it with open arms. Um, my therapist actually called me today to introduce herself, and I thought that Aww. that was really nice. So Yeah, like I always say... I'm always gonna go. I don't care. Like you just heard me say, I'm at yeah. my I'm at my peak. I have still gone this entire year. Like yeah. I have a I have a session next Friday. Yeah. I will never not go, no matter how good I'm feeling or what I'm feeling. Because example A, literally today, the last few weeks I felt like shit, and now I can go tell her about it. Yeah. When I felt great for what nine months. Yeah. So it's I always encourage like you could be at your peak. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I still need therapy, but I don't need to go as much. And mm-hmm. now I just kind of go for like check ins yeah. and like those reminders. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it's still it's still very helpful, especially like when we have our monthly like breakdowns and we just need a vent. Yeah. I love to be able to have my therapist for that. Like the other day. She knows I don't book early appointments, but, like, I needed it on that day. So I booked, like, an 8 a.m. one, and I was still having my bonnet on. I was in bed, and I'm like, I'm sorry, girl. I'm still in the bed. She's like, it's fine, but we just, you know, I got to process my emotions and what I was going through and still be in my bed and my bonnet, and it was great. Yeah, I've done that, too. Like, I'll just tell her straight up, like, hey, I know we had an in-person, but I really need to just lay on this couch for a minute. She's like, that's cool. I'm so excited that my sessions are going to be in-person. Yeah, like, like I miss in person therapy because oh I just not I've never been like if someone wants to meet with me or have a conversation with me I'm always like let's meet for coffee I'm a physical meeting kind of person so yeah. I'm so thankful they was able to get me in so I could just go sit and look at that lady in her face I'm like <laughs> I'm probably gonna get to a place where I want to hug her and I don't know if she's gonna <laughs> let me do that but like <laughs> yeah. so I'm really excited I'm I'm happy to see what grows from me going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and working on my shit, so I'm so happy for you. Yeah, yeah. You've been wanting to go for a while. That's what. Oh, y'all. So I, I was filling out the questionnaire that they send <clears throat> the paperwork, and it was asking about, um, you know, do I have any history of like substance abuse or any family members that have any issues with substance abuse? So I thought about my my grandfather and my aunt, and so I called my mom. Mind you, I didn't tell my mom that I was starting therapy. So I call my mom like my mom. I'm like, did um, Grandpa suffer from alcoholism or did he just get mean when he when he was drinking? She's like, he just got mean when he was drinking. She's like, but he absolutely like he stopped to a point where he went cold turkey. I was like, yeah, because he wasn't drinking when I was growing up. Like I think mm-hmm. he probably stopped drinking before I was born. So she was like, well, what's going on? I was like, okay, so I'm going to therapy, and she's like, are you okay? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like, that's not what it means nowadays, mom. <laughs> she's out so concerned. Her. That's not what that means. And I was like, yes, I'm okay. I'm like, I don't mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you in a frantic. I was like, I'm fine. I was like, but I'm actually at work right now. So I'm going to call you when I leave. So like, <laughs> I called her from the car. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be intrusive. I just want to make sure you're okay. I'm just being a mom. I'm like, no, it's fine. I was like, I'm okay. I was like, I've been saying for years now that I wanted to go and I'm just actually really doing it now. She was like, okay. She was like, well, you know, I'm here if you need me. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, but I'm glad you're okay. I'm my mom is confused to this day. Like, when I say therapy, she acts like she doesn't know I'm in it. She's like, huh? And I'm like, cool, it's been four years. But that's fine. Or I'll just say something about therapy, and she just sits there in silence, and I'm like, do you think it's a shot at you that I'm in therapy? Because that's yeah. what it feels like. Because I'll be like, yeah, my therapist said, and she'll be like... 
And I'm like, okay. Like, I think our parents are just, because my parents are the type that's like, we ain't gonna talk to a stranger for her. But yeah. like, I think they're just so like. It's a generation. Yeah. yeah. They're special. That's why they'd be like, bro, are you all right? Like, first of all, it doesn't mean that anymore, mom. It doesn't mean they're about to lock me up. It means I'm literally talking to somebody because I need to work through my shit so I can produce beautiful lives for you and my friends. There's an, I don't know if I sent it to y'all in the group chat, but there's another, actually another episode of the girl that did the episode with Tyler Perry where she interviews her therapist on the podcast and it's called Navigating Anxiety. And when I say that was such a great episode, like... Did you see um, Stutz? No. Oh, yeah, remember I planned to that. watch it. Um, people, I've been hearing a lot about it. I still haven't it watched it, though. Since you said something about mm-hmm. it. It's like, it keeps coming up. I might start you that You need tonight. to watch it. Like, if you like that, yeah. you'll like this. Because, like, I mean, they get so vulnerable on it. You, They eventually tell you where they're sitting, and you're like, wow, this is, like, really good. Like, it's... Got it. It's really, really fucking You said good. Netflix, right? Yep. It should still be on there. I just got back able to watch Netflix because they like, kick me fucking off. I know. I'd be all over my stuff and they keep trying to kick me off so I keep kicking them off and they just keep going back and forth. Um, but it's a... Uh, I took... Like, I'm not a note taker like Daryl was talking about journaling earlier. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking do it. I've never been that person. I just can't. I take, like, notes in my phone, like, quick jot down notes of, like, key words but I'm not, like, a noter or a journal. I watched that Stutz thing and I think I took 19 pages of notes. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, I remember we did all episodes. Yep, it was amazing. I can't remember. So if you need to compare notes, like, we're in college, let me know. I might start that tonight, actually. Really fucking good. Um, okay, ladies, so my last question, um, and I will let you guys go. So how would we like to finish out the rest of 2023? Mm. You know, a friend told me I need to start going after what I need versus what I want. Yeah. And I would love to make that a thing. Like, I'm at a point where I know what I need, but I'm still not, like, going after that. It's kind of like I'm, like, in a tug of war. Mm. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's how I want to finish out. Um, and hopefully, like... I don't know. It's so far away. Stop digging in your eye. I know. I'm trying to bother me. Hopefully, I'm ending. Um, am I allowed to say things that I want to happen? Yeah. Girl, yeah. What? Like, you know, a new place. Amen. And hopefully, some changes within my family, if you know what I mean. Correct. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> my turn making more money <laughs> um i don't know i haven't thought about it so i guess i feel like which loki feels like a good thing to me because i've always been a planner always thought about the next step in the future and literally since last august i just hit this wave where i've just been living presently and in the moment and i don't really look at the next day and i, I remember when that first happened because i've always been that way I was like, God, am I, like, dying? Like, like, is this the preparation where people feel this weirdness before they die and then they feel the sense of peace and release and then that's it? But <laughs> I don't know what to say other than I hope it ends how it started, which is, you know, very positive, very happy growth, healing, um, 
being around friends and family, seeing friends and family doing better, healing better, being prosperous, getting what they need and deserve. Um, you know, continue for me to continue to grow in my business, continue to, you know, I don't know, my, watch my baby animals grow. <laughs> Maybe do something with my garden because, you know, that was a fail. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I do want to do a lot of holiday events. I want to do like a pumpkin patch. Maybe a little maze. <laughs> um, I'm debating about the Nutcracker again this year because I definitely would go again for like the fifth year in a row. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to end it still doing more. I promised myself this year that I was going to try to go to every event that I saw that I was able to make because mm-hmm. I sat in my house for so long while I was healing mm-hmm. that I was like, get out. Mm-hmm. You've been out too, girl. I know. I'm so happy for me, but I'm not going to lie. Feeling the way I have been for a couple of weeks, I can definitely see myself retracting. Mm. Like I've texted a couple of people where I'm like, hey, I'm actually like not going to be like hanging outside anymore because I'm getting a little gap. Yeah. Like even for like Manny's birthday, I'm like, I'm scared to be in public again. Sometimes you just need to recharge. Yeah, I think that's Take a little break is. and then. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just go out in a mask and no one will know it's me. I'm about to convince him to throw a masquerade. <laughs> it's so funny because I thought about texting him like, do you need me? And then I'm like, don't text him because you don't actually want to do it. But then I'm like, he's going to text me last minute and I'm going to be like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I would pull up for sure. <laughs> I want to pull up, but like, I'm going to tell you all off air why I don't want to. I want to pull up because um, I got yelled at last year for not pulling up. <laughs> but I wasn't mentally there. Same thing this year. Um... <laughs> But I do want to go, like, I bought a pair of pants, and I got that far because I was like, don't buy a whole outfit because you don't even know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm proud of myself for, for getting out more, so I want to continue that trend, you know? Feels good to, like, not care that I spent $8 on a movie mm-hmm. at 10.30 yeah. p.m. Kim, I love you so much. <laughs> Thanks for loving guys too. We gotta get this on video because your faces be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do I want to finish out 2023? To be honest, I uh, hadn't thought about it. Um, but I think I just want to end this year um, in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. And abundance, whatever that looks like, whether if it's like an abundance of peace or money or I don't know, excitement or traveling. I don't know. I just I I want to end up in this year peaceful and um, centered within myself and within my relationships and um, I I think I want to say I want to look like going into the new year I want to be able to look back on this year and just say thank you like God thank you it played out how it was supposed to um I have no negative thoughts around it I'm at peace with it and I welcome you know the new year so thank you God yeah well ladies thank you for coming to my TED talk um thank you (laughs) for being willing to share um with me um, to our listeners, thank you for 
you know, always supporting us. We're coming up on five years. We have a little six. five-year-old. Six years. Six. Is it six? Our yeah. child is starting Six years old. We have a first grader. Wow. Well, I'm the step parent. Or maybe. So technically. <laughs> You're the bonus parent. Correct. I'm the bomb, the bomb <laughs> parent, too. I'm not the lazy kind. I'm the kind that loves you. I was say it off I'm... here. <laughs> You're the bonus parent. I yeah. am. I love my baby so much. Feels like my own. Um, <laughs> but yes, we love you guys. Um, please remember to like, rate, subscribe. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Take Control Podcast. I don't know if our Twitter is even active anymore, but it's Take Somebody Control. Somebody keeps trying to hack our it's shit. Me. It's me. It's <laughs> you. I thought I it forced me to change our password. Okay, it was me, and then I realized it wasn't saved in my phone anymore, and it was like super late at night. So I was like, I made a note. Oh, okay, I didn't see it. I didn't look. What updated it? it. <laughs> I was like, damn, somebody trying to take our identity. I, even, shit. I don't even think I can get into my own Twitter. I don't remember what I was even on it's Twitter trying to X look at now. So yeah, now. my bad. <laughs> We ain't even about to have Twitter in a minute because the nigga trying to fucking make people pay for that shit. And no. it's just like, nobody's fucking to doing that. Now, anyway. TikTok, I, I'm, I'm paying for TikTok. I learned a lot. My life has changed. <laughs> like Jing and Wine. You already know a song in my head. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then our email is takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. Do we ever check the emails? I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, yeah, we love you guys and can't see my heart, but we're out. Bye. Love you so much. Peace. I'm going to bed.